You're listening to Pain to Power Podcast, a series of inspirational stories from world-class leaders and high achievers, where you will hear all about past traumas, hardships, and getting through the pain, fighting against all odds, dominating goals and dreams, and now impacting lives. I am your host, Kayla Cardona. This is the podcast that will have you realize your own vision of success, regardless of your circumstances, to unlock your potential. Welcome to Pain to Power. Let's go. Good morning, everybody. Um, I wanted to share something super quick. I was just having a great conversation with my son, and I thought, you know what? This piece of information I feel like would really benefit someone listening to this. Um, I am reading this book. Stop what you're doing now and go on to Audible or go on thriftbooks.com and buy yourself this damn book because holy cow. It, it, I mean, there's so many different books that I love so much. Whoa, squirrel. Anyways, this book is called Big Magic, Creative Living Beyond Fear by Elizabeth Gilbert. And there's so many amazing points in this book. However, I'm only going to talk about one today that really, really hit me hard. And I hope it's going to hit you as hard as it hit me. She was, she was telling this story about how she, she's an author, right? She's wrote several books in her life. And um, if you get this on Audible, you'll actually hear the actual author reading her own book, which I always love. It's always nice to put a voice to the actual person that wrote it. Uh, but she, she was explaining about how she had this beautiful idea about this book, some, something about like an, an Amazonian God woman that fell in love with her boss, something along those lines. I don't know. I can't, don't, don't, uh, quote me on my words, but she had this great idea and then she lost, she, she put her um, book on hold that she was going to write because life happened, right? She like moved in with this boyfriend or something and she moved out of the country, something along those lines. And she put it on hold. She's like, I'll come back to it. I'll come back to it. I'll come back to it. Well, years later, she ended up not, you know, doing anything with it. And then when she thought, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to write this book. I'm ready to get back to it. And she's sitting there and she's like, okay, let's do this. And there was nothing. She completely lost it. She lost the idea. She lost the whole story. And super long story short, I'm telling you, if you read this book, it's so much better than how I'm explaining it. But I'm trying to get to the point here. Um, And then she meets this other woman that's an author as well, someone that she looks up to. They become friends. They have some interactions here and there because they live on opposite sides of the world. And um, they get together. She, she both, they're both talking about books that she's writing and she's about to publish and blah, blah, blah. So when they finally get together to start sharing about the ideas and story that, that they're creating and uh, the, her other lady friends that um, wrote the, a book, uh, I don't know if it was already published, but when they sat down together to explain about the story, 
it ended up being the same exact story about this Amazonian goddess woman that fell in love with this guy in the corporate, I don't know, something along those lines. It's, it was a story that, like, there is no way that anyone on this planet Earth could ever come up with because it was just some, you know, crazy, twisted type of story. And it was very, very extremely similar, like, too similar. And so they just kind of sat there like, what the hell? And they were trying to figure out how in the world they both came up with a story like that, too similar, that it just doesn't make sense. Two completely different women on the opposite sides of the world come up with something like that. And so they start kind of talking about going back to when she lost her inspiration and her other friend got the inspiration, right? So they think it was like that moment where they met because she was at a book signing and they both... um, uh, just met, and I think they, like, uh, in their culture, they, like, kiss on the cheek or something, and they feel like that that is when uh, the inspiration was exchanged. Now, let me explain a little bit better in, in my words. What she was saying from that story, and the the valuable tool to learn here, is when inspiration comes to you, and you're, you feel inspired and motivated to write that book or sing that song or write that song or, or dance that number or, you know, to do something, you have to act right away on it, or you have to write it down and come back to it, or you have to hold on to it. Because what happens is you inspiration comes to you and is like, hey, knocking on your door. Hey, Kayla. Hey, Kayla. I'm here. Let's do this. Let's write this book. Let's, let's create this, this episode. Let's, let's do this. Let's do that. And I'm over here like, no, I'm not ready yet. Things need to be perfect. I don't have the right editing tools. I'm fearful of what people might think about me. What if everyone hates it? What if I get bad comments? What if I get bad feedback? No, I'm not ready. I'm scared. I'm being vulnerable. And then inspiration's like, okay, if you're not ready, then I'm going to go to someone else. And that's exactly what will happen. And then inspiration goes, knocks on someone else's door. Hey, hey, I'm trying to make a sound. Hey. And that person acts upon it. And now, you know, they're transforming millions of lives around the world with their podcast. Okay. That hit me to the core, to the core. And I was like, when I heard that, I was like, oh my gosh, fear is the killer of everything. All, all dreams, all goals, all, it just everything completely. And, you know, you can't you can't just not act upon when something when an idea comes you have to act on it right away cuz it's going to go to someone else eventually and uh, i don't know where i was going with that 
this is why I always pre-write everything I'm gonna say, but I'm just not gonna do that anymore. Because of course, perfection also is um, a killer for a lot of things that I personally do in my life. Um, and I just wanted to really share that with you guys because that just holy cow, that just slapped me in the face. Like that makes so much sense because there's been so many moments in my life where I'm like, I want to do this. I want to do that. And then I don't act upon because fear comes crawling in and, um, it kind of takes over and, um, you know, and perfectionism and people think that perfectionism is a good thing. And it's really, really not actually perfectionism is another form of fear. It's the fear of it has to be perfect. It's the fear of um, it, you know, being afraid of what people will think of you. It's it's the fear of of uh, not being good enough, right? Not being worthy enough, not being deserving enough because it's not perfect. It's not exactly right. It's not, you know. And and I'm gonna be completely open and honest with you guys about this. Um, and it's not just with my podcast. That should, that was just an example, uh, because there have has been moments where I wouldn't record anything. I have all these ideas, you guys, all these written ideas. Like I write and journal every single day. Um, I type in my thoughts in my in my computer. I have these this notes. Um, I have notes in my phone. I'm constantly coming up with ideas all the time. I write everything down, yet I don't record enough. Or not enough, but um, as often as I would like to. But it's because it goes back to that fear, perfectionism. And I'm realizing uh, that, you know, okay, I'm, I'm about to get a little, a little bit deeper with you guys. Because I just really feel like this will resonate with somebody. Um, you know, when I... I was silent for so long, right, before I came out with my story for many, many, many years because of the one of the many reasons, main reasons is because I did not want to look back at it. I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want to feel those emotions again. I didn't because I feel like it would open this part of me that I would have to kind of relive that pain and hurt, disappointment, abandonment, right, talking about it. And so, um, my fear came to light when I, when I started opening up and then people asking me to be interviewed and on their podcasts and all these things. And, and what I realized is that when I opened up about it, I, it's like opening up a wound, right? An open wound. And it started becoming harder and at first it became kind of easier. I'm like, Oh, I got this. I got this. But then feelings and emotions started coming up to surface that I was like, oh, this is why I never wanted to tell my story because I was so afraid that this was happening, that this would happen and it was happening. So um, I just wanted to kind of curl up in a ball and just hide for a few months for the past few months, you know, but I kept, half of me was like, no, you have to act upon this. You have to be who you are. You have to, 
share this with the world. You have to, you know, because I can't even tell you guys, it's, it's already moved and helped so many people already. Yet, I, my other half is like, what are you doing? What are you thinking? Why are you, why are you telling, getting personal with people? Why are you opening up like this? You know, and just fear, it's fear. And, um, I got 15 minutes. So if you've already listened this long into this episode, then I'm going to go ahead and share with you something extremely personal. So I started going to therapy the beginning of this year because I realized this is something that I cannot do on my own. And for so long, I thought, I got this. I read personal development books all the time. I listen to podcasts. I meditate as often as I could. Uh, It's very, very difficult for me to meditate. I think it's definitely a practice. Um, I journal. I wake up early. I go to the gym. I'm active. I'm positive thinking. Like, all these things, right? I got this. I got this. I got this. I can heal myself. No, you guys, there's just some things that you can't do on your own and you need people to help you. You need those connections with other people to help you. So uh, I started going to therapy and it took me years, years, you guys, to start going to therapy because I had therapy under a very bad light, a very bad light. Um, I remember moments where my father would say, you need to get professional help. Um, I'm not authorized to help you. You need to see someone. You have problems. You have issues. And so the way that he would say those things to me, it would make me feel like therapy is for crazy people. Like, I'm not crazy. Maybe just a little. We're all crazy, right? Um, but I'm not, I'm good, like spiritually, mentally, emotionally, I'm in the best place of my life and I don't need that. Right. So, but I was realizing after becoming more, much more open and vulnerable to people, um, there was things that was still affecting me from the past. And I'm like, holy shit, this is, these aren't healed. I'm not healed from this. I thought I was, but it's because I never talked about it before. And I realized I cannot do this on my own. So I started going to therapy, talk therapy. And um, they, uh, for those listening that are thinking about it, I highly, please, please highly recommend you and, and um, really encourage you to go. Uh, there's churches that offer talk therapy all over the world. All you have, all over the world. <laughs> um, I'm from Orange County, California, um, all over Orange County that I know of (laughs) born and raised in Orange County. You you think that it's the world, but it's not, (laughs) I'm just thinking in, in big terms. Right. So my mind just went straight to all over the world. Um, but no, you just check your, um, your churches, local churches and ask them and call them and be like, you just ask if they offer that they should. Um, or Google, Google's a great tool to find a lot of things. (laughs) Um, and so I started going to talk therapy and, um, it didn't work out between me and her. 
<laughs> my counselor, um, she, her reactions and where she was, I could just tell she's never been through anything in her life. So when I spilled everything out on her, it was, it was really funny to see her because I'm so self-aware. So I also know like, you know, when I see people's reactions and stuff, it's just, I keep it to myself, but in my mind, I'm like, holy cow, this is not the right person. Um, therapy is like dating. You have to find someone, um, that you can, can really connect with and trust and stuff. But, but the good thing that came out of, um, the talk therapy with that lady was I realized that, um, it, it goes deeper. I need more than talk therapy. Um, I found out that I have PTSD and I have about four or five triggers um, and I needed EMDR therapy. And so I'm like, well, already we got a lot of work to do. <laughs> so she was able to refer me to someone um, a professional for EMDR and um, I don't know the exact uh, name for that. It's like eye movement, something, something. Um, but basically now that's not free. And I don't think that there's a lot of, uh, services out there that it would be free because that takes, um, schooling and, 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 uh, teaching versus, uh, talk therapist, someone just to talk to. Right. So, but for me, um, it's worth every penny because I'm like, okay, I need to, I need to fix this about me and I can't do this on my own. Uh, now she was able to refer me. Okay. So the talk therapy was free. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm explaining this for those that are concerned about your finances. So talk therapy was free and then she was able to refer me, uh, to someone else that is also church-based and because it's church-based they get professionals that are also volunteers for a donation so it's not free but it's not super expensive either so you can work your way up and to get the help so there are ways to to get help if you have you know um where you, you think you can't afford it. And so you just don't look into it. There's ways you guys, and that's why I'm explaining how, how I got into it. Um, so long story short, uh, EMDR is basically separating your past because your, your memory forgets the past traumas, right? But your body doesn't forget how you felt. So when certain things happen, like for example, one of my triggers is making a mistake. You can only imagine how many times a day I'm being triggered, <laughs> right? We all make mistakes all the time. So uh, what happens is my body starts reacting. So I get, you have, so humans have this fight or flight uh, reaction, right? Either you you get ready to fight or you want to run away and hide, right? Flight. So my mine is flight. So I curl up in this, like, I feel like I just want to curl up under this ball. I just made a mistake. I'm in trouble. So what happens is um, the frontal part of your brain is, 
is what's happening now, right? The back part of your brain is your past memories. Well, people that need EMDR, whatever is happening today, right? If I make a mistake today, I feel like my body starts feeling like, oh, I'm back at 11 years old. And I feel like I just got into trouble with my parents or I'm in the principal's office and I just want to hide and shrink. And, you know, uh, now I haven't because EMDR has helped me. But there is times, especially in the beginning of my real estate career, um, I would make so many mistakes and I would literally go in my car and just cry and clean myself up and go back in the office. Um because I made a a mistake. And my body starts, I forget how to breathe. So I stop breathing. Um, My body starts kind of um, getting really, really hot. My heart starts racing, you guys, racing. And my palm starts getting sweaty. And I just want to burst into tears. Okay. God, it's so crazy thinking, talking about it out loud right now, because I've been going to EMDR therapy for the last couple months. And it has been working, you guys, because I, I've i made several mistakes <laughs> uh, since I started therapy, but I don't get those, I don't feel like I need to cry anymore. So my stomach would start hurting, um, I, my chest starts getting into pain, and then once the pain from my chest reaches out to my eyes, it's all waterfalls from there. Like, I just start bawling, right? So... So EMDR, uh, what it does is it separates your past memories and traumas from the now, making it a long-term memory instead of a short-term memory, right? It, they, you can look it up online, uh, do some research. They don't have tons of proof as to how it works or why it works, but they have millions and millions and millions of studies around the globe to prove that it works. Um, And so uh, basically there's like tapping of the knees, uh, tapping of the shoulders. You can hold on to these these little tiny buzzers in your hands and they buzz back and forth from your left hand to your right hand. There's so many different um, ways to get this therapy. And so for me, it was uh, the, te- the buzzing uh, items and holding into my hands, buzzing left and right, left and right. Um, so, uh, and the therapist would have me hold on to a me- If something came up and I would start crying about something like a past memory or something, that's when she would give me these items and I would hold it in my hands and they would buzz, um, buzz back and forth, back and forth. And I would hold on to this feeling um, of abandonment or feeling of I'm in trouble or feeling of pain or fear or any type of trauma in the past. And you hold on to that feeling. And so it's scary for a lot of people because it's like, I don't want to feel that. I don't want to feel that pain, but that's part of the healing process. You have to hold on to it and honor your pain and, and, Uh, honor your feelings and know that you had every right to be hurt. You had every right to not be hurt. Excuse me. You have every right to feel that hurt and to feel angry and to feel, you know, so I'm, I'm telling you guys, this is huge, 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 huge. And I really encourage you to reach out to your church, to your pastor, 
Um, and if you're not religious, go anyways, call them and just be like, Hey, you know, um, and they don't, let me just say something for the ones that are not religious and you don't feel comfortable going to church with talk therapy, or at least for me, I went to Saddleback church and Foothill ranch. Um, even though it was in a church, it's not like she sat there and started like saying all these Bible verses to me. It wasn't one of those. It was literally just talking about, you know, everything that you want to just pour out. And it's, it's so healthy and important because if you don't have those friends or family around you to be able to do that, um, or aren't safe people around you to open up to, okay. You know what I mean by that? Um, you got to be careful about who you also open up to. If it's very toxic people, and I'm talking about family members too, very toxic people, uh, you don't want to open up to people like that because you don't know what they're going to do with it. So you have to go to someone that you trust, someone you look up to, someone, um, you know, and therapists are there to help you. And there's nothing wrong with reaching out for help. There is nothing wrong. It, it, it's, you're doing yourself um, a service. Like you owe it to yourself to reach out for help. It is not weakness. It doesn't make you seem or feel crazy. Like that's how I felt before I finally just broke and reached out to someone. Right? I felt like I'm I'm stronger than this. I'm not I'm not weak minded. I don't right. So I know how that feels because that was me. Right. So I. I encourage you. I don't even know how I started this episode. Um, oh, fear, fear. So please go get that um, book called Big Magic Creative Living Beyond Fear. I'm not done with it. Um, I have like 40 minutes left of it, but holy cow, um, by Elizabeth Gilbert. And, um, you know, this is really good for people to, it's about living a creative life, but it's, I mean, it's for everybody. It's for everybody. If you're, you know, in an office job or corporate job or whatever, this is for you too. I'm telling you. Um, and even doing, she talks about like, yeah, you can have your, your day job that pays the bills, but if you have some type of inspiration uh, to create, paint, draw, sing, rap, dance, anything, because we're, as humans, I believe that we're all born to create, Right. So if you have any type of those inspirations and it's knocking on your door, hey, hello, give me attention, give me attention, and you're ignoring it, it's not good. And even if you can do things on the side or take a painting class or something that you you that makes you happy and feel at peace, I mean, it could change your entire life. Something to act upon something that you've been wanting to do, but you just haven't done it, right? So uh, I hope that helped. Um, I'm going to continue to do more of these uh, episodes. Yes, I'm in my car. Yes, I was driving. So hopefully this auto audio is okay to post. But um, I'm thinking all the time and I'm I'm coming up with ideas all the time. And I keep thinking, I need to be in my room and set up my, my little equipment and then have my mic and my headphones and set up my computer and then type everything out, and then read everything so I don't get off track because I have squirrel tendencies. And again, that's perfectionism. And again, that's fear. It's fear-based. And I'm not going to allow that to stop me anymore. And 
I don't want fear to stop you anymore. I want you to get out there and, and just face it. Just face it. That's part of the healing process for anything in life. You have to face it. You have to honor your feelings. And to know that you have every right to feel whatever it is that you're feeling. But you have to keep going. You have to take action. Because that is what defines you. Not your past, right? Not not anything else other than you acting upon what you know you should be doing. I really hope this episode made any sense. <laughs> Anyways, hope you guys have a great day. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone else you think needs to hear it. Remember to subscribe so you don't miss out on all the amazing messages. Also, if you would leave me a rating and review, I truly appreciate that. It helps with getting this message out there and it inspires me so much to keep going and giving back to you guys. If you have Instagram, send me a direct message. Let's connect on there. And if you screenshot this episode and tag me at MS Kayla Cardona, I see and read everything. I love resharing your post to my story. Hope you guys got some amazing value and be exceptional. I'll see you in the next episode.